Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Background Noise. A small gathering watched the visiting priest mount the pulpit. This priest was in the town to preach a mission, and this was his first sermon in the series. Not that many people in town thought they needed a mission. Only a handful of the faithful sat before the priest in the pulpit. Unperturbed, he began his passionate sermon. This sermon was against the sin of intemperance. Even in the brief time he had been in town, he had observed that its heart lay with drink rather than with God. Alcohol was this town's false idol, and the priest would attack that idolatry head on. He spoke of the evils that flowed from excessive drink. Alcohol was a gift from God in moderation. This town had abandoned all moderation and had gone so far as to turn from God to obsession with their drink. As if to prove his point, loud shouts erupted from a nearby tavern. The drunk men caroused well with an earshot of the mission. They mocked the priest and his preaching, shouting expletives and belting vulgar songs. Some in the mission congregation found the situation highly amusing. They could tell that the priest was annoyed by the peanut gallery in the tavern, even as he pressed on in his sermon. What was he going to do? Would he finish the sermon? Or at some point try to quiet them down? Would he reason with them or shout back insults? Either way, They were sure to get some entertainment out of the stuck-up priest and the tavern patrons. The priest did manage to finish the sermon. He blessed the small, snickering congregation that made a beeline for the tavern. He entered and stood silently in the doorway. The men jeered, seeing the object of their derision. Ah, good. The priest was going to come yell at them. Or perhaps he would ask them, pretty please to be quiet next time. How did the arrogant teetotaler like their background noise? Their vulgar songs were the perfect accompaniment to his mission, weren't they? The priest said nothing. The men drunkenly smirked back. Then 
he walloped them. The men were at first astonished, then terrified. Up until now, they had not noticed that the priest was built like an ox, massive and powerful. Underneath his cassock were hidden great muscles and hardened fists. He tore through the tavern, felling men left and right and overturning tables and chairs. Within a few minutes, there was no one else left standing. The giant priest picked his way out of the tavern, avoiding the shattered glass and stepping over floored punks. The next day, the visiting priest again mounted the pulpit. This time, a quiet and attentive audience filled every seat. The tavern was miraculously empty. Here and there in the congregation were bruises and black eyes. He finished his sermon on temperance uninterrupted. For this visiting priest, this was just another parish mission. Similar scenes took place wherever he traveled, preaching at parish after parish across France. At every stop, he was a polarizing figure, making powerful enemies while simultaneously effecting incredible conversions. Everywhere he went, he called the people to turn back to God and promoted devotion to Christ's Blessed Mother. His influence today is greater than ever thanks to his classic work, True Devotion to Mary a missionary apostolic named St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort. And for this week, that's the word. Today's story was suggested by Steve. I don't know if Steve listens to the podcast, but thank you anyways to him for giving us this idea for this great story. Wait, before we move on, how did Steve suggest this if he doesn't listen to the podcast or you're not sure if he listens to the podcast? He was talking about this story or just mentioned it in passing. And I thought that's a great idea for a story to do for That's the Word. It was at a bonfire and it was not in reference to the podcast at all, but we'll still credit him because so, I wouldn't have thought of it otherwise. So suggested is like in quotation marks. He Inspired by Steve. Steve mentioned it in my presence. Awesome. Well, then I want to give Steve great thanks because I really enjoyed sharing this story. You know, St. Louis de Montfort, I don't know too much about other than his true devotions to Mary. And he is quite the character. Really? He is very much a character. So what's a little bit of the historical background or biographical accounts about St. Louis? So St. Louis was born in a town called Montfort. Duh. In, Where is Montfort? It's in Brittany, so in the northwest of France. And you were telling me that Grignon 
is his last name, right? Right. He grew up in Montfort, moved to Paris to study for priesthood, and then spent the rest of his life in a very prestigious career of getting driven out of every diocese that he visited. Pretty much. Was he a diocesan priest? Not really clear on that. It seems like, from my understanding at the time, you didn't actually study for a diocese. You had to pay your own way. And then you just get affiliated. If you join a religious order, I think they would pay your way. But otherwise, you do it on your own hmm. and then just find a diocese. I guess that would accept you. It's a very interesting system. He studied with, I think, the Suplicians, but he never joined the Suplicians. Mm -hmm. But he also had a connection in terms of authority from the Holy Father, correct? That's probably the only reason why his career went anywhere. At one point, he went to Rome and... The Pope, after meeting with him, decided to appoint a missionary apostolic, which gave him some papal backing, although he did tell him to obey the local bishop. So wherever he went, he had the authority of Rome, even if a lot of bishops weren't overly fond of him and his ways. There are also other stories about St. Louis de Montfort in terms of his unconventional ways of bringing about people to repentance and conversion. Yes. Although some of these stories, you could, I guess the stories that he actually affected conversion, you don't hear about as much because they don't produce the dramatic effect of having him called into the bishop's office. Anyway, there was one incident where St. Louis was passing by, heard a colonel using God's name in vain. By the way, don't use God's name in vain. That is really, really bad. It is against the second commandment and it is grave matter. He heard the colonel taking God's name in vain. He forced him in public, in front of his men, to kneel down and beg God's forgiveness. I'm sure that endeared St. Louis de Montfort to the colonel. Oh, very much so. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, Background Noise, at thunderrock.org, or you could say St. Louis de Montfort's book, True Devotion to Mary. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas like Steve did. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.